Now, Lockie, I sent you a cheeky photo yeah. uh, via Messenger. It's from the recent Street Fighter Six reveal trailer. And I want mm. you to have a look at it and just tell me if there's anything that stands out to you a little bit. Street Fighter Six trailer. Yeah. I sent I sent you the it's just a, a frame from that. And it's oh shit! I saw it on my phone before and I couldn't see that far in. I didn't zoom in, but yeah, that is a <laughs> massive dong. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big one. It's All right, rough. yeah. Oh dear! This uh, this intro story comes out of Kotaku. It was written by Ian Walker. Apart from the game's crappy minimalistic logo. Some of the most consistent chatter surrounding the recent Street Fighter VI reveal has to do with the series protagonist Ryu. Is it Ryu or Ryu? Ryu. Ryu, sorry. Sorry. There'd be fans out there who are just like completely just... Ryu. He's wide. That's an understatement. He's a wide boy. Uh, Sporting sandals and that much-beloved hot Ryu facial hair. But what seems to have folks most intrigued about his updated design lies below the belt people think they can see reuse dick in the trailer and yeah cl- clearly i asked Lockie, and he had no he had, we did not tell him what we were, this was going to be about just showed in the picture yeah. and just asked him what stands out to him and it's <laughs> very very clearly obvious to anyone who looks he, at it he's um he he's semi <laughs> <laughs> so so Ray Ray's gay confirmed. He's semi staring at this guy. Like <laughs> I'm assuming the one the one on the right is Ryu, right? Absolutely, mean, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. looking at a buff dude, so you can understand how yeah. he might get to that that point. He he likes what he sees. Like he he's he's excited. I mean, Thirty five years of fighting people, you've got to get it. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what turns him on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Street Fighter VI lackluster teaser, which spends all of 39 seconds showcasing what can only be assumed are the upcoming game's more realistic visuals, includes an 89-frame shot of Ryu and Street Fighter V newcomer Luke Sullivan staring each other down, as seen from the rival's feet. As usual, (laughs) folks online are having a field day with it. Uh, so this is <laughs> a few tweets for you. My timeline is quickly pr- uh, pivoting to conversation about Ryu's visible dick outline. So the Street Fighter Six teaser did make an impact after all. <laughs> Do you think the same guy who rendered Ryu's toes also worked on his dick print? Is <laughs> another tweet. Uh, since Ryu has, has a noticeable dick bulge in Street Fighter Six, I hope Ken doesn't. A third joked. I want Ryu to canonically to have a bigger dick than Ken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah you notice Lockie, and yeah the internet has definitely noticed as well uh yeah anthony what do you think of uh ryu's clearly visible member in this trailer well i think we've had um j- jiggle physics for the women for too long it's time for the men to have some swinging physics when they do a sweeping <laughs> kick we need to see it go into the air <laughs> Uh, any any character if they're wearing like like loose fitting uh, 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 bloody trackies or something like that or yeah. these, these fighting pants we want to see that thing yeah. slinging around yeah I'm all for it oh yeah <laughs> also I find it I I just find it a nice touch um that they made him circumcised <laughs> I don't know that's just a real I just think that's a really nice touch I think it's very um. 
I don't know. It's just, uh, it's nice to see that they put that much level of thought that they're like, oh, do we go circumcised or uncircumcised with the dick print design? Yep. <laughs> what, you think they could have, uh, they could have left it more up to uh, our imagination is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. they, they made a commitment by making him circumcised. I'm just curious if that was an intentional choice, right? Because... Like, anything in design is a choice. And, um, yeah, I just find it very interesting that they went with that direction. <laughs> you know, Ryu is, like, is he a clean-cut protagonist, right? <laughs> it would make sense Literally. his member would be clean-cut as well. <laughs> yeah, he don't have time to worry about, you know, all that uncircumcised crap. He's got fighting to do. <laughs> no, yeah. He cuts his hair short, he, he trims his <laughs> dick skin. <laughs> Oh man, I know we intro story last week, but I think uh, that one more than made up for it. (laughs) Oh dear. Hello! Welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week and oh boy are the games coming out at the moment, just one after the other, it's fucking amazing. Lockie, you're fucking amazing and you're here with us once again, how's it going man? Oh, oh thank you, wow that's really <laughs> nice. Um... God, I wish more people said that to me. Thank you very much, Zach. Um, I'm feeling good now. Feeling great to be here. Uh, uh, got a lot of interesting things to say on some of the upcoming games. Short to say, um, if you're a PC gamer, um, you're probably going to be very frustrated at the moment. <laughs> and that's all I'll say so far. Okay, okay. Lockie Berry in the lead there. We are going to be talking about a massive game release towards the end of the episode of Impressions. And we've got a wonderful guest to talk about it with. The also amazing Anthony from the What Do You Think About This podcast. Anthony, how's it going, mate? I'm going great. Uh, thanks. Thank you guys for having me back on again. I love doing these episodes with you guys. It's really fun. Oh, yeah, there's a reason why we get you back on all the time. Because, yeah, we have a blast. It's so much fun. And, uh, oh, I might actually be appearing on an episode of What Do You Think About This sometime in the future, perhaps, maybe. Yeah, so hopefully we can sort all that out and we can get you on an episode of the podcast to talk about some shows, movies, games, whatever we we want to talk about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. Well, do you want to tell the people about... Your podcast? Uh, yeah, so the podcast is just um, me, mainly me and my friend Jaden, and we just discuss really any topic we want to talk about. We usually come up with it about a week or so before, and we just compile our thoughts on different shows and movies and video games and all that. And it's, it's a very loose conversation format. But yeah, that's the main crux of the show, I guess. And you can find us anywhere. So Spotify, I think we're on Apple Podcasts now. Um, Really, any any good podcast service should have us. Uh, and obviously, all of that can be found through Anchor if you're struggling to find us, I guess. Mm, oh, a- any fans of this show, I think, would enjoy it because, you know, what are we all? It's just a bunch of nerds who love talking about what we love. And that's exactly what, what do you think about this pod is. And that's exactly what News to Reviews is. And if you like what News to Reviews is, you can rate us 
on Spotify now. So yeah, if you like click on the episode, you can give us a rating there and also rate us on Apple Podcasts because that's the easiest way for you to help us get into the ears of more humans out there on this. Does that actually work? Yeah. Yeah, I think we Do you reckon like, that works? Like we've we've got like a five star rating on on Spotify now, yeah. and you need to have like enough people rate you in order for yeah. that rating to even be there. So mm. I guess so. So thanks to anyone who has has rated us, it, it does bloody help. It definitely helps for someone to look at our podcast and see five All stars. Right. All right, no worries. So smash that bell, hit that like button, suck off that <laughs> subscription, get get in there, get into the ears. And that's the end of our show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, again, smash that like button. Smash it. Elbow drop the like button. How about just, just briefly before we end the show, how about we talk about some gaming news? Yeah, why not? Okay, so it's time for some NFT news. Oh yeah, oh. I like um, I really, I really like Skill Up's YouTube channel. It's it's absolutely fantastic, and he's got a segment on his news uh, where he's basically just talking about all the NFT shit. He just calls it "No Fucking Thanks," <laughs> and uh, I can mm. very much appreciate that sentiment. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, it looks like Strauss Zilnick, the CEO of Take Two Interactive, so you know they own Rockstar. Think of all the 2K games, all that stuff. Apparently, at the moment, they're not looking into NFT. So this was a quote straight from the the man, I guess you could call him himself. Hmm. We believe that NFTs are real. Ooh, and why wouldn't they be? We believe in digital goods, <laughs> and we've been selling digital goods for a very long time, said Zelnick. We, we believe, believe in they're rare real. goods. Of course they're real. <laughs> such an yeah. Odd, yeah, it's such an odd yeah, stance. Like- <laughs> like yeah, of course they're real. That's not what's in contestant. Like contestant. That's not what is being contested. <laughs> uh, the the concern we have is that there's a speculation going on. We want to make sure that consumers <laughs> always have a good experience every That's time they engage. Because it's a speculative market. That's what it's called. That's the term for it. Uh, uh, yep. Ah, this is so dumb. <laughs> and losing money on a speculation is not a good experience. So we're going to stay away from mm-hmm. speculation. However, <laughs> we are highly convinced there is an opportunity for NFTs to fit into Take-Two's offerings in the future. So they're basically saying how whenever you speculate, you know, people can lose and that's not fun. So that's why we're not doing it. But then they're saying, oh, but we believe we're going to eventually do it probably. Yeah, but we're going to power on through. Are they saying they're going to take the speculation (laughs) out of NFTs? Like, doesn't that just make the whole thing completely redundant in the first... Uh, I don't know. Anthony... (laughs) <laughs> you're our guest what, what do you think of of strauss yeah, you get to cut the commentary. cake here yeah it's it's such an odd it, it's like someone took the like they were like all right i need nft buzzwords to put into my announcement that we're not doing nfts because it's like the speculation <laughs> stuff the goods the collectibles all that's like right but then yeah it's like they what is it yeah we want to make sure consumers always have a good experience whatever yeah yeah so they're saying we understand that nfts right now are kind of you know bad because they are bad but eventually we'll put them in when they're not bad i guess like it's a, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense that they're always going to be anyway yeah. I, I don't know it, it's so yeah. weird to be like <laughs> nfts have a bad image right now so we're gonna wait <laughs> that's what yes. it feels like it, it it's just yes. stock and shares it's just yeah. stock and shares like 
that's not going to change. So I don't know what their stance is. No, no. Uh, Anthony cut right through the shit right there. He basically said, right now, NFTs have a bad image. We like yeah. them. They sound great, but they have a bad image. So we're going to wait till they don't have a bad image and then we're going to jump yeah. on board. So they're either hoping that eventually everyone's just going to give up and there's not going to be backlash to NFT games anymore and they're just going to become a regular part of the industry like microtransactions and stuff like mm. that. And then they can just mm. do it and make stupid amounts of money. I think if they hold off for too long, I think... Um, uh, I reckon there's a shelf life on the whole NFT thing, particularly mm. within games that's being targeted to children. Um, I reckon governments will eventually step in and regulate, although, you know, at the moment that's probably on the back burner with all the shit that's going on in the world. So, mm. you know, mm. order of operations there. So who knows? Maybe they will get a couple more years than they than they were initially planning out of it. But eventually, if they hold off for too long, like this will eventually get re- stamped out. Just like auction houses before it in um, mm. Blizzard, just like all of the EA bullshit gambling um, addiction stuff, although loot they boxes. keep trying with new things. Yeah, loot boxes, all that stuff. So, yeah, the longer they hold off on it, the the more money they stand to lose on this because this definitely has a limited duration thing, at least in the gaming sphere. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And you know, people who are fans of Final Fantasy fourteen can breathe a little easier, at least for now. Because uh, the uh, the game's director and producer, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this, Nyoki Yoshida. No, that was pretty good. Uh, oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, <A>. just say <laughs> it. Just say it without the question inflection at the end. You know it. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for approval from a couple of weebs sitting in front of me. <laughs> the, oh the well, council, the council has decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, so, based on how Final Fantasy XIV is designed, we don't intend on incorporating any sort of NFT element in the game at this point. If anybody <laughs> is worried or concerned about it... Next week. Oh, we've changed our mind. I <laughs> can clearly state at this time that we do not have any intentions to incorporate that into the game. So, shout out to Calgar. I know he's a massive fan of Final Fantasy. At this time on Friday at 8pm, <laughs> we do not have plans on doing it. And then, and then, and then, like, 10 minutes later, announcement. We are really excited to announce the launch of our new NFT program. Like, uh, I don't know. It just feels like at this time... Yeah, okay. So, they're planning on doing it, but they're just not ready to announce that they, they've committed. Yeah, it's... It's the one, I'll say, good thing about how sometimes Japanese game companies can be a bit behind the times. I actually, you probably won't see Japanese companies adopting NFTs before they're relevant because Japanese companies, for whatever reason, don't like to adopt um, a lot of more popular video game design practices that are available in the West. We'll probably talk about it more in fighting if we talk about fighting games later on. But, for example, uh, Netcode, rollback Netcode, was a huge thing in, like, Mortal Kombat, Injustice, the NeverRealm games, and other Western games. But your, like, Dragon Ball Fighters, your Street Fighters, your King of Fighters before them uh, didn't have it because it just... They're like, oh, it's not an issue because it, yeah, even it doesn't Smash matter. Smash Brothers as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Smash Brothers. That's the other huge one where it's like, how did mm. you not put netcode in this? Um, but those... So I think we actually can be safe in our assumption of NFTs probably aren't going to be in a lot of Japanese games because they'll probably not... They'll probably be like, I don't get it, so I'm just not going to put it in and push it to the side. <laughs> yeah. The, so there the you go. So it sounds like... Enix- so, so you've heard it from Anthony. Japan has serious boomer energy. 
They are the boomers uh, of the game developer world. Get get with the times, Japan. Old man. <laughs> Old man, Japan. Oh, well, they're getting with the times with their new space age technology that's coming out of Japan. Oh, okay, oh you would never damn. have heard of this before. You ever heard of this VR, Lockie? It's no, I haven't heard from v- heard about VR. No, no, it's bloody amazing. And the the PSVR yeah. two, so the, it's a sequel. You hadn't even heard of the first one. I can't believe <laughs> the PSVR two. We've got our first look at it, and that was the other pictures I sent to you uh, via Messenger. Lockie is our first look at the PSVR two. We already saw the controllers. They got that weird sort of um, I forget the name of the kind of sword. I think you knew what it was last time. A rapier. Lockie, it's got the sorry. Is it meant to be a rapier or? Oh, I, th- I think so, yeah, where it's got the thing, the, the orb that sort of goes around your it's hand. It's meant to be like a guard, but also like um, part of the hilt, I think. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, um, it's not a rapier. It's, it's called, called something else. It's called a cross guard, I think. And it's, it's on a bunch of, mm. it's called a guard something. It's not a cross guard because cross guard is the one with the, just this, the T, yeah. <laughs> T shape. Um, it's, it's something of that. I don't know. Anyway. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's move on. Apparently they've gone for like an overall sort of orb design with this one. So you'll notice that the controllers themselves, they look like really circular and the headset itself, like it's got like a very sort of circular shape to it. Makes sense. It's going to fit on a human head. I don't know. It's like kind of exactly what I expected. I think the controllers are the the most appealing thing out of the whole lot, but we already did have a look at those anyway. Uh, Anthony, what do you, what do you think of the PSVR 2 Two's design. Uh, I think, as I said to you, this continues the trend of I hope you like a lot of white and black highlights because <laughs> it, this seems to be mm-hmm. the PS Five's uh, design aesthetic, which some yeah. people aren't a big fan of. I'm okay with it. The biggest problem is I've just I've put like the red plates on my PS Five now, so it's like, do uh, I am I going to need to buy red PSVR plates? What is this? Um, yeah, but you know it, what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. It it kind of reminds me of um, fuck. What's that game? It's really good, and it should have been a third one. Platformer, Steam, oh. Steam platformer oh, machine. Oh, Portal! You are, you are not. There we go, me. Portal. Oh. oh, I did not know how you got that, Anthony. I I knew if I threw out enough keywords. Well, because <laughs> it was someone would get it. Steam platformer. I'm like, well, there's only yep. two Steam games. I yep. other other Steam yep. games that only got two games, and they were all shooters. So it's like. How the fuck do I forget the name of Portal? So it looks like the um the the main villain out of Portal, these um <laughs> headsets and controllers. That's what I'm getting. That's the aesthetic that I'm getting. Yeah. What is it, Gladys or GLaDOS? Yeah, yeah, GLaDOS. yeah absolutely. GLaDOS, oh, look at <laughs> I'm thinking Gladys Berejiklian. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> no, that can't be right. Gladys is too that's not a good villain's name. Well, but it is. This will be this will be the first time, first and last time I ever say this. I'm excited to wear Gladys on my face when it finally does come out. Uh, it's going to be uh, this, will, this will potentially be my first ever VR headset. That's you know, if something doesn't sweep me off my feet before the PSVR two comes out. Oh, um, but, as you know, if I don't have will. a very beefy computer. My PC yeah. is 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 pretty p- piss weak because <laughs> graphics cards are very expensive right now. And at the time yeah. when I bought bought them as well, so uh, my powerful thing that I rely on for my 4K and my good visuals and the the great smooth frame rates is my PS5. So perfect PSVR two. It's probably going to be super expensive. 
But hey, it'll be something to talk about on the podcast, eh? I've got, uh, a, 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 I've got a Nintendo Switch OLED that I've still haven't completed a game on since I bought it. <laughs> but hey, I got to mention it briefly on the podcast once. <laughs> yep. Which is, it's interesting with the OLED panels because it's actually really hard to get a hold of any sort of gaming touchscreen or laptop with an OLED panel. Um, and I know because I, I really fucking want one. And, um, yeah, I, it's it's interesting to hear that Nintendo fucking knocked that out two years ago. And as much as I, um, I shat on it then, I'm kind of like, how the hell did they get a hold of that thing? I mean... Do they have an agreement <laughs> with Korea? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I, I've... How do they have that before Samsung, like, properly nailed that in their own lineups? Mm. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Zach knows this, not Lockie. I, speaking of OLED portables, I got a PS Vita. That thing came out 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Was that OLED? That was, well, the first one was OLED. The second one yeah. was the cheaper version. It just had an LED and it's, notice, yeah. it's noticeably worse. Yeah. LED is shit. No, mm. don't get LED in anything anymore. It's dog shit compared to OLED. It, it can't, nothing beats true black. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Nothing I would say if it. you're going to buy a Switch and you mostly want to play handheld, but you still want to have the option of using the dock, then go the OLED for sure. Yeah. That's how I play. And yeah, yeah it's it, it the OLED screen undoubtedly looks way better than the regular screen. Anyway, we're getting well off topic here. Anthony, no, we're not. That's PS5. gaming related. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you own yourself a PS5. Yes. Could, could you see yourself picking up the PSVR 2 when it comes out, or is this... Uh... Maybe not on release, because the only thing Mm. we've been shown so far, I think, is the Horizon VR game. And (laughs) that looked good, but I'll be honest, I'm not... It's not, oh, am I going to spend another... Because let's be honest, I think this is going to be another, like, seven to $800 Australian thing. Like, am I going to spend that for just one game? Probably not. Mm. Um, But I guess it depends on the price. If it's only three to 400 somehow... Maybe I'll consider it, but I I don't see that mm. being the case where the PSVR for the PlayStation was four hundred Australian dollars without the controllers, and with mm. these being the new fancy controllers, those are going to add another hundred each, probably easy. Yeah. Mm. Oh shit! I didn't even think about the controllers. That that's that's why I think I said to you it's probably going to be seven to eight hundred dollars, is because I'm looking at it going, well, the headset might be four hundred dollars, but what about the controllers? Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And it probably won't even be $400 a headset because it's the next version. It's well, exactly, probably going to be, yeah. especially in Australia, like minimum five, 600. And then if the controllers are like, you know, a couple mm. hundred for the pair after that, you might be getting closer to a thousand. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Oh. Well, if you're spending that much, you might as well just get a proper computer and get that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thing. Uh, look, I, I think at that point, yeah, I kind of would prefer to just, to just like beef up my graphics card, but. Yeah. Also, like, you know, to beef up your graphics card, then you'd also have to get a, a headset on top of that. It'd still be more expensive to go. It would, PC but you'd route, at least have still... versatility out of it. Like, you'd get yeah. benefits of other things by mm-hmm. beefing that up. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to watch VR Pornhub on the PS5. Maybe we will. I don't know. It'll definitely be lower res than whatever <laughs> the PC would be able to offer. And I think that's a, I think for, for porn particularly, that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Really, Haptic what's the point? feedback on them balls, yeah. man. Oh yeah. <laughs> what's the yeah. point? No, I need I need that detail. I need I need high res so detailed that I can almost smell it. <laughs> 
I'm just curious to see how they're going to implement the adaptive triggers. Like, you know, the finger just goes in and you can, there's like slight bit of resistance. And then yeah, you can feel resistance softening. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That actually would work to some degree with the adaptive technology. You know what? The only thing that, like, you know, all for all the lads wanting to, to get off with their PSVR, that's fine. Whatever. That's great. And ladies, whoever wants to get off with their shit, that's great. The only thing is, from if that became a possibility, from that point on, if I ever went to a friend's house and I was going to use one of their controllers, I got to either, you know, just take Ooh. the risk of just grabbing the <laughs> gross controller, or I got to go, yeah. which is your controller that you use when <laughs> doing the dirty things that you do on your own? I, mean, I don't know. Guy, that's going to be really <laughs> difficult, too. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is uh, brought up a lot more than uh, try to hurt and jerk with that thing. That's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and speaking about getting a release, the Steam Deck has had its limited release. (laughs) So yeah, the Steam Deck's out now. If you reserved yourself a Steam Deck back when you could last year, I believe, and this is not for people in Australia. Sorry to fifty percent of our audience who. This is, is meaningless to them. This is for people over in Europe and over in, in America. Um, but yeah, basically, if you managed to put... I think it was only $5 they had to put down to reserve a Steam Deck. Check your <laughs> emails because you might yeah. have an email there that you have 72 hours to respond to, which basically you pay the rest out and you can get it delivered to you. And apparently you you'll expect to see it like in the following week or something like that. Um, if you try to reserve a Steam Deck right now and you're in those areas, apparently you can do that, but you're not going to be getting your Steam Deck until Q2 or to the end of Q2 2022. So yeah, a bit of, bit of delays and stuff there, but it's from what I've seen, there's like a bit of information out there that the reviewers and stuff have, have their Steam Decks and that now. And it sounds to me like it's a good piece of kit if you are a PC gamer or, you know, a, a probably not looking to get in a PC gaming. If you're already in the PC gaming sphere and maybe you're looking to get a gaming laptop and you're, you're, you're looking for like a cheaper option. Um, but as far as like people who are used to console, it sounds like there's going to be some issues there mm. and people who are way into PC need to have running everything running at max settings are not going to be satisfied with this either. So it's a bit of a, bit of a weird piece of tech. I don't know, but it, I, I think potentially... Just because it kind of is a console that you know can be broken and you can just do whatever you want to it, it's it's basically mm. just a PC. I think it still could have some potential there in the future. It sounds like it's just having some issues, like the apparently this the store. If you're like trying to use the Steam store on it, it doesn't work very well. Um, there's only like 399 games that are certified and verified that they actually run on there, and then mm. there's like about the same amount that they're just like. Uh-huh. And then there's a whole bunch of others that just don't don't work at all. So you've got to keep that in mind too. It sounds like very much the the Steam Deck is going to be a work in progress and we're going to see it get updated over time and hopefully it will end up being what it was you know sort of promised to be in the first place. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lockie, uh, are you interested in the Steam Deck at all? Like, Could you care that this has been released? I'm interested in the tech, but to be honest, upon finding out about the release and what they ended up landing on with their hardware. Um, 
<laughs> it's funny going back to the OLED. It doesn't have an OLED panel, so fuck off. I don't want it. Um, <laughs> and seriously, seriously, yeah. these days, once you have experienced OLED, and I know I sound like the biggest shield for OLED panels, but there's no going back to the LCD, LED, whatever you call it. They're all crap. Like they all, you go back to that. Everything looks washed out. Instead of mm. instead of good inky blacks, you have greys, and you really notice it going back. And it just makes everything look poorer quality. You don't have that richness of experience, and that's why whenever I look at new products that I'm thinking to pick up, my first question is: Is the panel actually you know current, or is or are they hawking off some old shitty you know gen s- stuff? So I would be holding out personally for the V2 um because i think there'll be a lot of kinks in the initial release anyway but oh with that said i can't get it in any case because we're in australia and Mm. this is uh, this is a little um little gripe that i have um for the aussie steam gamers out there all of their marketing if you if you hop into steam right now in australia all of their marketing says steam deck out now get the steam deck steam deck get click on this link pre-order get it and so you click on the link going oh crap i wonder how much it is Oh yeah, it's not available in your region. Sorry, forget about that. <laughs> it's like it's like just the biggest like fuck you. It feels like fucking April Fools for Australian gamers out there. So like, why yeah. even bother? You know, telling us about it. Why even bother with this hype campaign? We can't even get it. Yeah, well, Zero I guess value. it's like with um when Nintendo released the mini. Uh, NES, you know, like they intentionally kept the numbers of that down, and it created a massive fuss around it so maybe it's it's purely that you know they they still show it on the store because they want you to be hyped for eventually when they do give you the option to give them your money <laughs> yeah but i'm not hyped if anything i'm now disengaged because they piss yeah. me off yeah no so fair. i don't yeah. understand you're, you're, yeah i don't understand their target the audience um, in australia and, and yeah you're not yeah happy now with- i at that at this point i don't want it i was already on the fence but now i'm just kind of like okay well <laughs> clearly the australian consumers are going to get like the the, they'll be the last to get the hardware. They'll be the last to get any software updates that will be region specific. If they'll ever get anything, that'll be region specific. And Australia has the shittiest infrastructure in the world regionally when it comes to internet. So we need a lot of love there, which I highly doubt we'll get based on their marketing campaign alone. So mm. yeah, very little confidence that this will be good for the Australian gamer. It sounds like it's more of a US thing. You know, so if you're in the US and and this is appealing to you, how about if you can get if you can look past the OLED, um, the lack of OLED screen. How about you, Anthony? Do you have any interest in the Steam Deck at all? Similar, similar to what um has already been discussed is I'm interested in the tech of it. I don't see myself buying one, mm. uh, simply because I'm not a huge PC gamer. I'm almost exclusively console, so I'd have to buy a bunch of stuff again anyway to see how it works on the on the um nearly called switch on the uh, steam deck um mm. but yeah it's there are things where again availability is an issue for it for a lot of things in australia um and uh, again there are parts of it that i've looked at and i've gone okay there's a good design idea here and then there's like two bad design ideas like these the screen for example i don't get why it's not OLED at all. It, I, I've never understood why most mobile gaming stuff isn't OLED just out of the box because, again, Vita did it 10 years ago. Seems kind of weird that the the rest of the competition hasn't kept up for some reason. 
Um, well, actually, on that on that point, I I think I can explain something there mm. um, with hardware limitations. Is uh, at least in initial stages, OLED has is notorious for an issue called burn in. Mm. Have you heard of screen burn in before? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So I reckon that's probably why it hasn't quite been rolled out as mass scale. But I think um, Samsung has been they're the predominant suppliers of them. Samsung and LG, which is all South Korea. Um, they apparently they've been able to address the burn-in issues in their newer stuff so hopefully we'll see more panels off off the bat there but they'll be super expensive so i think it's yeah. a cost issue so just okay uh, fair uh, enough fair enough i, I yeah. sort of get the concept of burn-in it's basically like if you leave it on a particular screen for too long it can burn the image onto the screen and you're, f- you're yeah. fucked basically right yeah yeah well yeah pretty much it's like um it, it burns well, like a faded exist. version yeah, it bends a faded version of it. So if you ever have like a white screen and there's burning, you'll see like weird coloring and, and shit going mm. on. Mm, that's look, if that led to the birth of that, you know, the DVD video thing that bounces from corner to corner of the screen, then, you know, it yeah. go, goes to show like, yeah, humans can be capable of some wonderful solutions to awful problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know why I just try to pull a lesson out of that. <laughs> You know, guys, there's a lesson to be learned from this screen burning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's, I learned a lesson from this Street Fighter reveal trailer that Ryu is packing heat down there. <laughs> That's for sure. Street Fighter 6 was announced. So remember I was talking about that countdown timer that was definitely going to be for Resident Evil 4 Remake? Well, <laughs> don't I look silly now? Like, literally, by the time most people would have heard that episode, the news would have already been out that Street Fighter 6 was the game for the that countdown timer. Uh, but yeah, like it's, for me, I couldn't really, not a fighting game person, couldn't really care too much. And I just thought as far as reveal trailers goes, it was very boring. I don't think what anyone was really sitting there get, like wondering about Street Fighter was, oh, when are they going to go super hyper-realistic with it all? Uh, I don't know, but yeah. Apparently it's coming in winter, mm. so summer for the US, but winter for us Aussies. But Anthony, you're a fighting game fan. Are you are you as pumped as Ryu is to see Luke Sullivan? Um, <laughs> Street Fighter uh, Six? Yeah. So so yeah, this is I guess where I take over the conversation. Um, because it has been not not all that I've been talking about all week, but it has dominated the conversation this week. Um, with my friends who play fighting wow. games. Um, on a week where Elden Ring was released as well, too, that's pretty incredible. Ooh, that, that's yeah. that's why I said mostly took over the conversation. Once Elden Ring <laughs> yeah, came out, I was like, okay. "All right, everyone, stop talking to me. I'm playing Elden Ring." <laughs> um, again, we'll get to it. Uh, but in Street, yeah, for Street Fighter Six, this was so we'd already kind of known that this was coming um, when they did the last round of DLC in the last year. They were basically saying, "Hey." Street Fighter 6 isn't ready, we're sorry, here's a few more characters, enjoy. Uh, And Luke was the final character they revealed saying, this is the future of Street Fighter, he's going to be involved in Street Fighter 6, he's going to be an important character, stuff like that. So that's why he's kind of front and centre in this trailer, as opposed to maybe your Chun-Li, your Guile, your um, Kens, who are like more well-known in Street Fighter. But because Luke is likely going to be the, like, rival or secondary, or even the main character in this case, I'm not sure yet, he's kind of front and center. And it's it's very interesting to see the design in this game, because I think they're using the RE engine, which makes sense. It's, it's one of the best, like, engines 
out there for like any game is the RE engine. It looks so good. Yeah. It can um, do anything, apparently. Like, Monster Hunter Rise was on yeah. the RE engine. Like, like how'd they get that on the it. Switch? Any, I don't know how they got that looking as good as it does on the Switch, but that's what I mean. Crazy. Is like, Witchcraft. Yeah, exactly. So the RE engine, like, fueling this Street Fighter game, I think is going to be amazing. Uh, but it has, as people have pointed out, led to this more realistic look, which... I like, uh, but I can understand why some people are deterred from it as opposed to the more, I guess, anime or cartoony style of the previous entries, especially 4 and 5. Uh, 4 and 5 were kind of this middle ground between cartoony and realistic, whereas this one's shifted completely to realistic. Um, but in saying that, it looks really fucking impressive for a 40-second teaser, because that's the other point, is it's also just a 40-second teaser. It doesn't really show us gameplay um it just shows us here's what they'll probably look like maybe it's in engine maybe it's pre-rendered we also don't know and the other the only other thing it shows us that has for some reason dominated the conversation is the logo which is shit it's it's minimalist it's minimalist garbage and i hate it but my (laughs) argument is i'm not buying the game for the logo so as long as the game's good i don't really care so yeah hopefully with the winter summer announcement we actually get gameplay, we get maybe a better logo, uh, we get more details about when this is coming out, probably next year, I can't see them releasing it this year. Oh, so that was, it wasn't announced to be released in winter, that was just more details. No, so that, that's another thing about this 40 second teaser, it's an announcement of an announcement. Oh, um, you fucking what? <laughs> yeah, so that's why some... If you're like me, you're okay with it, but it is like it is the most like you you made a countdown timer, you posted it on your Twitter, you made a big deal out of it for an announcement of later oh, announcements. Cool. Oh, it, when are a, we gonna get to the fireworks factory? Pretty, pretty much. It's when are we gonna get <laughs> to the fireworks factory? Two weeks in a row. <laughs> that reference works. Because yeah, I think that's why, at least for me, while I'm happy Street Fighter Six was announced. We'd already kind of been aware that this was going to happen. So it's weird that they made this yeah. big countdown timer. They made it a big event. So yeah, I'm happy that it's an announced weird way to announce it, I think. I think yeah. if you just shown this at the end of the Capcom fighting tournament, which was happening, which is that's actually the reason I also knew it was gonna be Street Fighter Six, is oh, this announcement and the announcement timer ends when the Street Fighting uh mm. tournament ends. I wonder if they're related. So, yeah. So, it, it was always going to be Street Fighter. I just think it's a weird way to announce it. I think if you just ended the fighting game tournament and then shown it, people would have been more like, oh, shit, did you see that? Yeah. Did you catch this? Whereas this big hype was kind of nothing doubt because it's like, yeah. oh, it's Street Fighter 6. Cool. Didn't we already know that was mm. coming? Kind of yeah, thing. so so for someone like me who's you know not not a, a fighting game fan and and not a Street Fighter fan in general, like I, my I was instantly turned off by the character design. It kind of reminded me, like the, the face didn't look too bad. The the glimpse that we did get, but the the <laughs> the, the rest of it kind of reminded me of um. Have you ever ever got, guys ever seen like floating around on social media the realistic three D renderings of like Homer Simpson? <laughs> 
and stuff like that where yes. they've just kept the exact proportions but just made them look realistic mm. they're fucking horrifying and i feel the same thing here like holy shit like his chest just looked like it, you could still see the pores yet it's like this 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 breadth of a chest that just looks absolutely ridiculous he's got the same proportions that he had before yet it all looks completely real and can we just be aware that he like flexed his foot like when they show the foot he like flexes yeah. his foot like what the fuck was that were we supposed to be like oh he's so tough he oh. even flexes his feet i think that was comedy i think that w- that's what they were going you no know, you know you know what that was <sighs> um reuse never worn sandals in the universe canonically so this is the sandal <laughs> reveal <laughs> shot <laughs> It was a oh. big moment for his character. <laughs> Yo, street Street Fighter fans, like, it's like, it was a pretty good reveal. See sandals. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, oh. I'm watching through this now, and I've got a few issues. Um, although, positive, <laughs> positive takeaway is I really like their logo for Street Fighter 6. It's clean. It's clean. It it's it's a hexagon which has six sides, so oh. that explains the six. So there's synergy there. So I like that. There's a bit of thoughtfulness geometrically to to the logo, um, and that's about it. That's that, those are my takeaways. Uh, no, so the 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 foot flex. So if we go into the foot flex, if you actually pause on it, I thought it looked really weird to begin with, and and. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but do the nails look like... The foot nails, if you're going to do a close-up of something, it needs to be detailed. And the nails are like the skin, same skin as the foot texture. It's disgusting. Mm. It's really weird. So yeah. his his nails are, are skin. Um, and that's confirmed. Um, because <laughs> they showed it in their trailer. Because <laughs> um, this is the most detailed we'll ever see his fit, uh, feet. So that's really creepy. Um, and also unca- serious uncanny valley with the smile on the other bloke. What's yeah. his, what's going on with him? Yeah. So that's the other thing that people have been talking about is Luke got redesigned from when he appeared in street fighter five. And thank God he looked really bad in street fighter five, but yeah, people have brought up. He has the face app smile. I think is what people are calling it. It's like that fake smile you can give to a photo. Um, where it's like the mouth is closed, so it like forces these giant gleaming white teeth, ah, and so it okay. looks re- yeah, it looks really weird. He looks like the Joker. Yeah, it's weird. I I think what they is were- that what they're going for? No, I don't think so. I think what they're going for is he's like a kid because the idea is he's like the young kid oh. who's like joining the street fighting gang. I guess. Well, and and it's, uh, yeah, I it's like, like that is so fucking creepy yeah oh yeah <laughs> like I, he was just like biting his lip while he was talking if a you know people would be able to tell yeah because really <laughs> it i think yeah. they were going for like he's excited and he's really happy but it, it does come off as weird where it's like the weird like forced yeah, smile it, yeah that's not an excited smile and also um the eyebrows don't i don't know people uh, the graphics designers are really fucking up the eyebrows and the expression on the forehead because eyebrows don't go down when you have an innocent smile. They go up. Mm. They like they like tilt upwards. It's not like this this furrowed brow thing. Like, yeah, Zach's oh, yeah. doing it right, the correct way right now. <laughs> that's what a normal human does, where it does the opposite in this. Oh. And it's like, that's why it's so uncanny, because he's pulling off facial expressions that humans aren't actually capable of. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think, um. yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but it's really unsettling. Oh, God, it was really unsettling for the first time to be called a normal human. Ooh, that got weird. <laughs> Finally, the disguise uh, is working. <laughs> they suspect but nothing. Shout out, shout out to this normal human. Jason Schreier! 
It's been a while, while since we've mentioned something that he's broken, and he's broken some news oh, for us. Lay it on us, Jason. Mmm, yummy. Apparently, next year, so not this year, but the year after, 2023, there will not be a Call of Duty. Oh, shit. Devastation. Anthony, are you as upset as I am? You won't be able to enjoy... Activision's yearly game, Call of Duty. I mean, I haven't played one for 10 years, but yes, how will I go on? (laughs) How will I go on not being able to play this game? (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'm just finding it... Is anyone else finding it really hard to, like, give this any energy or thought with current world events going on at the moment? Okay, look, I do not give a shit. Yeah. Uh, I do not anyway, give a shit about yeah. Call of Duty at all, but but I almost find it insulting to even think about that as news at this point. Not not Jason Schreier's fault. He he's simply reporting on it, but it's just I don't think anyone needs this. No, I think this is <laughs> this is absolutely perfect. Like this is the kind this is good news to hear. This would be like if we heard that FIFA was taking a year off, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's something that these companies need to do churning out these games every single year and I know that there's different teams for Call of Duty so they're not doing one game every year but they're still churning out games of AAA quality uh, that take a long time to develop in within three years and it's too short a period of time so I think them actually just taking a break from it for fucking once is fantastic it's good to see that hopefully they'll reevaluate a bit they might actually change up a bit of Call of Duty of what it is and for the better and we might see a better Call of Duty for it. Because, look, I don't mind the campaigns still. Like, the campaigns are fine. I usually play them years down the track and get a pre-owned copy so Activision doesn't get any of my money. But, you know, Microsoft's buying them now. We might hear of things improving at Activision. Hopefully, got my fingers and toes crossed. And then, hopefully, after a while, if I feel like Activision's picked up their game, I might start deciding to actually give them my money once again and i can yeah, I know, stop look, giving ubisoft my money or some shit i can you, figure yeah out look else. i i admire your optimism with like you know at least being able to conceptualize that things might get better but i think at this point i'm just burnt out on that franchise completely and mm. i just don't need any more of it at least for a good solid five years mm. so yeah. oh oh um, god yeah that'd be yeah. amazing but i just don't see that ever no. happening but yeah if they no, took a, no, a decent break they could they, they could come up with something i know like... it makes too much money but it's just like all right yeah. let's just let it go let yeah go. <laughs> i think i just need i need to move on from it so i just need to distance myself from hearing about it i think is the solution to that problem yeah, yeah. that's the healthy way to go about it like th- them taking a break is good because I think I I still haven't played it, but that's how we got a good Assassin's Creed game again, wasn't it? They finally took a year off to like properly develop um, Origins, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. So like, hopefully, yeah. I agree. Hopefully, taking a year off does improve the game, but it doesn't make me look. Uh, doesn't make me look more forward to it. I guess I'm still. It's like okay, another Call of Duty. If I get it for free with PlayStation Plus, I might play it. I'll be honest. That's kind of, that's kind of my position on it at that point. It's like, if I'm not mm. getting it for free, I'm still probably not going to check it out. That's fair. Well, if you purchase something on the Bethesda.net launcher, then uh, pretty soon it's all going to just be gone. But you can migrate your games to Steam 
starting from April. So I, I guess anyone would have expected this to happen. Why would Bethesda keep their own launcher, <laughs> their own fucking launcher when they're part of Microsoft now? Microsoft has their own launcher. They've got the, you know, the Xbox app or the, you know, Microsoft store app or whatever it is that you use to <laughs> access the PC games on them on a PC. The thing that I thought was weird about this though, is that the, the games are migrating to Steam and all the articles I could find was like, oh, you can migrate your games to Steam. Wouldn't it be the Microsoft store? Wouldn't that be the whole point? Like, why would they oh, make yeah. it? It, it's, it just seems weird that they're like, oh yeah, you can get it mm. all on Steam. I, I guess, I don't know. yeah, that's a really good point. Consumer friendly, I guess, but yeah, odd. Why would, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're scrapping that Microsoft, um, that Xbox app, and they're planning on you know only keeping that for Game Pass related mm. stuff. So if you get the subscription, oh. then that's fine. But if you don't get the subscription, just stay on Steam. And um, oh. I mean, a lot of people, yeah, a, a lot of people, a lot of games aren't available through the Game Pass. So that's maybe the explanation there. But the problem is. With that is that Steam, or at least this is what I'm noticing at the moment, trying to play an Xbox controller on a PC game, mm. on a game that's clearly not built for PC, um, is that it's quite it can be quite challenging loading up your PC through the Steam to put to pick up on the right controller and play it in. There's quite a lot of work that can go into it. So yeah. I don't know. Does that mean Steam will have to foot that bill? That's what Microsoft is hoping for because I I doubt they're going to. So yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I, why would they want? them to do this anyway like they want people to be purchasing stuff through the microsoft store if they, if someone yeah. buys their game through steam they have to give steam like 30 percent so oh, why, yeah. I, I don't i don't know why they'd want to do wow. it that way maybe it's just that yeah they're just trying to they're going to take that hit just to be consumer friendly which if that's the case hey you know good good on you microsoft props to any company when they do a consumer friendly thing but yeah maybe there is more to it like what you said lucky one other thing there is that, um, like, there's um, has anyone heard of the website G2A before? Kind this, of, this yeah. It's like the dodgy key yeah. reseller, right? Well, you say it's dodgy, but I, I I've bought plenty of game from there. I just picked up Civ Six Anthology for twenty bucks on there to yeah. then install and download through Steam. They're they're trying to sell it for one hundred and fifty on Steam at the moment. So, like. Uh, I don't know. It's only dodgy if you go with an unverified seller, like exactly like eBay. It has the percentages of how many people have verified sales on there. So if you go with someone unverified, then, you know, shame on you kind of thing where it's like, okay, well, you're the one that's rolling the dice there. Yeah. look, um, uh, not, that uh, it's yeah. Okay, not that it's okay to grift people, but like, you know, there is, you do learn things when you enter onto the internet. And that's one of those things where you learn pretty quickly or else you, you know, you're not cut out for the internet. Yeah, look, I I don't know enough about it really to to comment, like to make a solid comment on it. But I have heard that the way they source their keys isn't exactly great, and and it is a risk to buy through sites like those because, as much as like yeah, a lot of people will say yeah, I've never had a problem. There is the risk that all of a sudden your code can just get made invalid. Uh, because it was acquired in a in a dodgy kind of way. So I don't know. I'd say be careful to anyone looking to use those websites. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Apparently developers as well too, they don't like people using these key reselling websites because they don't see a single dime off it as well. So if you want to support the developer, I'd recommend not using those resellers as well too but uh, look i don't know a ton about it maybe these were he acquired. says while working for a game store but yeah okay 
<laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Pre-owned. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. But <laughs> Trade-ins. Hmm? Oh, no. Look, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything Do you think the developers it, see a dime like, of that? No. I, oh, no. I know when, when I... And that's particularly why I buy pre-owned for Activision games. But, like, you know, at least I know that <laughs> the money isn't going to the developer there. Like, you know, people might not know when they're buying keys from these places. The thing is, Zach, if developer Like, developers might not like it because people aren't buying brand new versions of the game literally at every juncture but those games have been purchased at some point so they're still getting the money from the original purchase and resale is a common part of any market so as much as they might not like it it's it's an inescapable reality the the difference there i think is i've heard that you know keys can be like like yeah, attained in dodgy ways whereas if you oh i agree with you that like assuming the person hasn't just stolen the game that they're trading <laughs> then look it's it, you're what you're really saying is valid it. but it's like that for literally any third-party retailer site so ebay if you buy anything off ebay you're running that risk and that's why it's on yeah. you to look at whether or not you're buying from a reliable seller um and that's what i i'd never recommend buying from an unreliable seller because it's really yeah. stupid yeah. um hopefully if you make that mistake you only make it once in your life and that's an expensive lesson learnt. but the but yeah my my point that i was going to go back to there is that through uh steam keys like that you can get games really cheap through that so if you're looking to to save some money that's a ultra consumer friendly um practice so, um, yeah, definitely people that don't want to spend fucking $150 on Civ Six Anthology, um, pretty decent. Mm, and another way you can save money, and this is not sponsored <laughs> at all, <laughs> is uh, Game Pass. Oh, yeah, and uh, it's time to talk about the games coming to Game Pass in the next month. We are having far, colon, changing tides. So, far is all capitalized, so it's making me think that it's, uh, what do you call it? Oh, fuck. Acronym, an acronym. So what what could that be? F- far changing tides for for f- uh, fucking nah. I can't think of anything. Oh, it's fucked. Uh, nice. <laughs> shredders, nice. shredders, nice. just shredders. It's called coming to console and PC. It's like maybe that maybe it's like a virtual paper shredder game. I d- I don't know. Uh, a memoir blue console coming to console and PC. Crusader Kings three. Coming to console and Weird West coming to console on March 31st. So Weird West was that, I think they showed that, I think it was at the Game Awards maybe? It was shown in a big presentation recently, but it looked kind of interesting. Like yeah. Western style. Was it like that black and white like RPG that looks like it was made on a Flash engine or something? No. <laughs> no. Maybe. I, I know, know what you're. Yeah, I'm thinking of something different. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. It's like the that that knockoff game that came out before Red Dead Redemption. Or yeah. Something. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know any of those that all stand out to you, Anthony. The games come to Game Pass. Uh, I've still been trying to think of a good acronym for far. <laughs> so, um. Uh, fucking area renovation. There we go. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense too. Changing tides is the subtitle. Maybe it's um, like a yeah, more metaphorical version. But like no, this is one of the few... Changing. I don't have Game Pass, but this is one of the few times where I've looked at Game Pass and I've gone, is there anything here I'd actually like play? Mm. Maybe maybe they're good. The thing is, maybe if I look at them, I'd go, oh, okay, that does look like a good and fun game. But just yeah. based on the titles alone, like... Crusader Kings 3 sounds like one of those like awful 
like um, Souls ripoffs where they clearly have no idea how to make the controls and mechanics work and just <laughs> plays like ass. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I haven't played it, and I probably won't. Is the big thing. Yeah. Um, so no, none of these particularly sound interesting. Uh, but maybe they're all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. They could be. <laughs> Lockie, any of them stand out to you? Um. No, <laughs> not at all. No, okay. so again, Game Pass. You know, like it, it, it's it, it's got its good games on there already, and the rest will sort of be filler for a while, I reckon. Mm. So, um, because you know, like fucking Halo Infinite would have been very expensive yes. to develop. So to cart that out for free is a huge hit from a yeah. from a business standpoint. So they they'd be hoping to recoup their losses for a bit there before. We yeah. get some really nice ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just last last week we had. Uh, uh, Total War Warhammer, so it's not like we're not yeah. getting decent games coming to Game Pass, but yeah, not every month. Well, can... decent. I, uh, mm. <laughs> well, yeah, not not every month can be an absolute banger of a month, but um, looks like for PS Plus for the most part is, is an absolute banger this month. I think it's not too mm. bad. We got Ghost Runner, the PS Five version, mm. Ark Survival Evolve, PS Four and PS Five version, Team Sonic Racing. PS4 and PS5 version. Ghosts of Tsushima Legends, so just the Legends mode only, the PS4 and PS5 version. And GTA Online, so just the online version. That's coming March 15th, though, so mid-month. But yeah, so there's a few coming to the slate, and I think the the biggest one there is probably, uh, well, the one that stands out the most to me would be Ghost Runner. Mm. Um, I tried the demo, and I was like, eh... It's pretty good, but the, I'm not 100% with the feel of it. Like, I much prefer the feel of the parkour in uh, Dying Light 2, but they're going for very, very different things here. But to know that it's coming uh, for free to me, because I already have a membership, I've, I've bought like a year's membership uh, to PS Plus, and it's something I could definitely see myself spending some time with once I'm done playing with the absolute fucking avalanche of games that is coming out right now. Oh my God. God, it just doesn't stop right now. It's amazing. Anthony, any any of those titles, you own yourself a PS5. Do you have PS Plus? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so do you see yourself downloading any of these? Uh, let me just look at the list again to make sure. Yeah, so Ghost Runner, I've, every time I look at it in the store, I'm like, I would pick that up if it wasn't as expensive as it is. So if it's free, I'll probably give it a try when I'm not playing mm. Elden Ring. Mm. Um, Ark Survival, I don't think I'll pick up like i'll still download it but i don't know if i'll play it team sonic and racing might be fun for like couch play with friends or whatever um ghost of tsushima legends i already have because i have ghost of tsushima yeah and i don't play gta online so not there but i would say this is one of the better months in terms of value because i know a lot of people like arc survival evolved um mm. and a lot of people like gta online and all that so if you're a yeah, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, this is probably the first really good month in a while where like almost every game on the list is like, well, someone's gonna really enjoy that. Mm, mm. Yeah, last month was fucking. Oh, it was mm. rough. Uh, Lockie, any of these titles stand out to you at all? Oh, look, uh, they're all titles that I pretty much played before, and they're all fucking incredible. So I think if anyone doesn't have that, they're getting a lot of value um coming to them really soon so that's awesome what, um, really? even yeah, lost not... ark i didn't think you'd be on board with that at all being a survivor oh i yeah no i just i ignored that one because it sounded crap um <laughs> sorry so some of those titles sound really good 
Okay, well, hopefully some of these titles sound good. We have the games coming up in the next week. Guild Wars 2, End of Dragons is coming to PC February 28th. Elix 2 is coming out March 1st to all platforms except for Nintendo Switch. Far Changing Tides, as mentioned before, March 1st, coming to all platforms, including Nintendo Switch. Oh, I think I remember what about seeing Arcadia? that one. Okay. No, oh, not Arcadia. Stadia. Stadia. What a, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, no more Stadia, Stadia anymore. So I did hours. hear that apparently d- the, the new Destiny expansion did come to Stadia, so maybe oh. it <laughs> yeah, for some yeah. reason it wasn't on, on uh, Metacritic. I don't know why. <laughs> the one Stadia Destiny player. <laughs> Puzzle Quest 3 coming to PC and iOS. Shadow <laughs> Warrior 3. Shout out to Aaron, regular guest on the show. Aaron and good friend of ours. He's pumped for that one. And yeah, that, that reveal trailer looked pretty cool. That's coming oh, okay. to PS4, Xbox One, and PC March 1st. Sucks that there's no PS5 and Xbox Series X version, but... Hey, what are you going to do? Babylon's Fall coming to PS5, PS4, and PC as well on March 3rd. Gran Turismo 7 coming March 4th to PS5 and PS4. And Triangle Strategy coming out March 4th Ooh, as well finally. on Nintendo Ooh. Switch. Anthony, any of those titles there stand out to you, mate? Uh, Triangle... Honestly, Triangle Strategy stands out to me. Um, I knew it. I, I knew yeah. I was like, yes. Weeb, he's going to go straight, yeah. to, straight to Triangle. I can see that's where Lockie's yep. eyes lit up as well, too. Yep. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. everything else fucked that off for Triangle Strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, since that, I saw the announcement trailer for that whenever it was a while back, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll pick this up when it comes out. And then I feel like I haven't heard anything from it since. I was like, oh, right, it's coming out. I'll probably have to go and pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about it, yeah. but they, they released, like, a, a short demo of it, um, I think, in December, oh. and it was so fucking good. Yeah, it, it, it was just basically Final Fantasy Tactics on steroids, and that's all I need. I'm sold. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I'm sold on the idea of having a break, because I need to make myself another cheeky coffee. Mm. And then how about we jump back <laughs> cheeky in? Cheeky coffee. <laughs> how about we jump back What's on the difference in? between a coffee and a cheeky coffee? What do you do <laughs> to it? <laughs> and we'll jump back on in with the games that we've been playing. I got my cheeky coffee now. <laughs> I'm ready to sit back and relax and talk about this massive game. Oh, damn. Anthony, what have you been playing this week, my friend? So it's been kind of pointed out for the podcast, but yes, Elden Ring, one of the... Woo! Woo! Arguably, I think for me, probably the biggest game release this year, maybe... Um, uh, I think yeah. uh, the review scores would agree with you. Yes. Holy shit, I've not seen this many tens since, I don't know, maybe God of War or something yeah. like that. A game that definitely deserved yeah. them. I'm so curious to see if Elden Ring is deserving all the praise it's getting. Uh, yeah, so Ooh. to put it bluntly, yeah. yes. Uh, yes and no. Um, so so just, just briefly for people who may not know, Elden Ring, if you've been living under a rock and haven't been following the game industry at all, it's from software's most recent title, brutally, brutally difficult action RPG uh, but this time, open world mm. action RPG, as opposed to like, yeah, just the uh, uh, different 
branching paths that you could take in the previous from software games anthony how have you found elden ring so far so we'll get into the i guess the problems that kind of hold it back a bit but in terms of just the game itself yeah it's fucking amazing (laughs) um when you can play this game (laughs) it's it's some of the best gameplay from fromsoft i've ever had there's a lot of quality of life improvements over previous titles because this to me it does it's oh it's clearly dark souls it's clearly dark souls your demon souls that kind of thing but there's a lot of stuff from like bloodborne and sekiro which they've taken and i really really like so there's um so the but the big thing that makes this game i think stand out above everything else is the open world aspect um which i haven't done as much exploring as other people have but there is so much shit just out there for you to find um yeah. which which is which is good for like the bloodborne and dark souls kind of games because like a lot of that was like oh discovering a secret path or this hidden npc or whatever now it's like on a grander scale of like this these open planes with like um like destroyed rubble of like fallen castles or ruins or something and like just there's so much shit and like the enemy encounters are way different instead of like a bunch of guys standing around a corner waiting for you to come there'll be guards Mm. patrolling these areas they'll get in a fight with another mob of npcs that you come across and uh, like oh, there have been okay. times where I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here and wait for you guys to kill each other. So I only have to fight three of you. Cause it's, it's easier <laughs> than like, Oh, I'm going to run to the middle of this fight with like eight people and I'm just going to get my shit rocked. Um, but there have been times where, oh, yeah, okay. I just stand there and it's like, all right, these mm. goblins are going to fight these guards. They'll save me half mm. the trouble. Just let them kill each other. <laughs> and then I, yeah. Go and in. Oh, sorry. Yep. Oh no. Well, that touches on a really good point. And that's one of the key strengths of this game is that, um, what, what you really want in any good open world sandbox game is for the game to reward creativity and that's one of that's one of the endless amount of options you have because the game is brutally difficult i agree and there's lots of situations where you quite often you just have to pick people off one at a time because if you try and go in there full bore you're just going to have way too much coming at you all at once um and the game puts out a lot of stuff in there that could be potential solutions I once had an area where there was just this random field where there's random thunder, uh, th- lightning striking this one spot, mm. and I have no fucking idea why that why that's the case yet, um, which is awesome because I'm really curious about that. But yeah. what you can do is there's a lot of really difficult enemies to beat, and you can cheese the game by by luring them into that area, and it's kind of a double edged sword because you can sometimes get hit too. But if you if you time <laughs> it the right way, working out the radius, you can get them fucking walking into this death zone Mm. it's great i oh as a as a dark souls fan this game oh delivers so much in in endless ways of rewarding you for for exploring this world a hundred percent yeah that's that's awesome you're gonna love when a game can make something feel like i'm sure they they probably put that with there with the intention that people probably would lead enemies into it but because the game doesn't tell you to do mm. that yeah. it's like a, a descri- discovery you're making all in your own and a lot of players might not even do it as well too they might not even think to do it yeah Very, oh, yeah cool i love that uh and and it's full of like your typical dark souls goodness like uh, obviously you're dying you're dying repeat exp system um you're mm. like uh like boss the bo- the way the bosses kind of work with like their challenge and 
a lot of those um, kind of... You, how, how frequent are the bonfires, if you don't mind me asking? Pretty you, frequent, you, depending, on, depending on where you're going. There can be like within like five minutes of each other. There are times where if you're not looking for them, you'll be like, I've been walking around for an hour. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> like, that was me last <laughs> night. I was like, fuck, I've got like 4,000 souls. I think they're called ash in this. It's like, I've got like 4,000 ash. Where the fuck is the bonfire? I need to level up because I don't want to run all the way back and then run all the way here. And eventually I found mm. it. So I was like, oh, thank God. It's like level yeah. up. <laughs> um, okay. Now, now, one of the things with uh, the Soulsborne games that I could never really get into uh, was the story. Like, apparently they do have stories, but they just hide them in the descriptions for the items that you find or whatever, which I, I just don't find compelling at all. Is is it is it the same thing here? Are we getting that again, or is there a bit more to the narrative? I, I found it interesting that there's different factions that are fighting each other out in the world, and they both seem to want to kill you as the protagonist as well i also find that interesting like is there interesting stuff going on there at all with the narrative or is it more in the just in the world it's a bit more of the same um they i think they do there is a bit more of hey by the way this is the story like pay attention Mm. but there is also just a lot of read the text like or read or like talk to these npcs to get more of the stories but i but i think for me, it's a lot more rewarding in this one because it's part of, like, you're actively going around finding stuff that, like, and you're talking to people about it. Like, there was this NPC uh, you can talk to early on in the game, and she's like, hey, uh, I came here with a bunch of other Tarnished, because Tarnished is what you are in this game, similar to, like, the Ashen One, the old hunt- the Hunters in Bloodborne. You're called the Tarnished, yeah. and you're one of, like, a million tarnished or something there's like there's a fuck ton of you running around you're not the only one so she's like i came here with a bunch of them but they got um attacked in the castle it's like can you it's like can you go to them and find them and what you find is there's a boss you have to fight uh yeah kind of a boss yeah there's a boss you have to fight which is all the people she met they're like formed into this giant spider monster thing and you, and you kill it and you get an item that's like remnants of a chrysalis or something because she said anyone who goes there gets turned into a chrysalis. You take the mm. item back to her and she says, oh, so they did, it's like, so they didn't give up on me. They kept fighting for me even after I left them because I couldn't do anything. And there's all this character growth. And as you keep talking to her, she like reveals a lot about herself where it's like, she's clearly she doesn't think she's worthy of like all this effort that everyone's gone in to like help her like even the effort you've put in she's like why are you doing this it's like i don't think i'm worth it um and so and that's i don't think she is either she's fucked over like <laughs> apparently tens of thousands of i mean i d- yeah, i died like i think she needs times. to change career <laughs> at this point like you know i'm sorry but at this point i think she's right but <laughs> yeah no and but that's and it's it's again it's a lot of the same I think Dark Souls bloodborne stuff, but there's something about the way this game presents it and the quality of life improvements, because that's the main thing that I'm enjoying about it. Mm. There's so much yep. shit that's like, oh, thank God you fixed this. Like, yeah. fast travel to any of your... Which makes sense, because it's an open world, but fast travel to any of your, like, um, lanterns or your, or your save points, like, thank fuck for that. Like, you can just leave whenever you need to. Mm-hmm. There's... And then there's, like, this flask system, which is really interesting, which is, this is kind of something I think Sekiro did, where it was, like, you have, like, replenishable health things that you gain over time. But what this game does is it says you can split those between your magic and health. 
however you want. So if you're like, oh, I'm not taking enough damage, but I'm using a shit ton of magic, it's like put like four magic to health or something. Or if you're like me, mm. you're taking more damage than you're using magic. So it's like four health to magic. And there's and stuff like that. There's stuff... Um, the The magic system, I think, is a lot more interesting in this one. So there's a lot more like tools you can use and a lot more... What's the term I'm looking for? There's a lot more options in terms of the spells you're casting instead of the usual just swing stick, throw fireball that kind of dominates a lot of these a lot of the older ones. Mm. Uh, okay, there's a few nice. more options. Like I got a spell that's like you summon a sword and it just swings the enemy in front of you and it kind of knocks them down for a second and then you can just mm. follow up with another magic attack or you can just swing with your normal sword, stuff like that. And also okay. they have um they have arts now, mm. which I, I'm not familiar with from other titles, but yes. um, I don't know if they were there or not, uh, but God, they're fucking fun. Yeah. They're like a third spell system so, that I'm not... Yeah, that what, I've never yeah. seen. What are they? What are they called? Arts, they're called arts. arts or something. Yeah, Ashen okay. Arts or something, and you assign them to your weapons, and they have different effects on different weapons. So sometimes they buff your weapon and make them, um, you know, they might uh, change the weapon's damage output or something okay. like that. Um, yeah. but at the same time, they also assign a skill to that weapon, um, mm. which you use your your mm. your art skill. So it gives you like some sort of, you know, usually powerful attack or buff spell or something. So you, it's got this, yeah, it's got this free built-in spell system where um doesn't matter what amount of faith or int you have synced into your character, anyone can use it. So it, it kind of opens up. If you're just like a strength build melee guy, you have these spells that you can potentially draw on yeah. and use depending on what arts you find. And there's heaps of them. I've only just come across a few and I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. This is awesome. This is such a fun mechanic. Yeah. Um, that sounds yeah. so cool. Cause yeah, one of the things that held me back was I remember the, the main from software game that I played was Bloodborne. I think I was played about like 20, 20 or so hours of it. And I felt like, you know, all I could do was really, you know, oh, heavy attack, light attack. And then you have like your crossbow, which doesn't really, or you know, sorry, your gun, which doesn't really do any damage, but it like sort of makes them, uh, uh, like it like opens them up for attack and stuff. I don't know. I just felt super underpowered, but to know there's a bit more variety in what you can do, like special abilities and magic and stuff like that. That sounds well, Zach. It is still it a, sounds like a, combat it, will be a lot more interesting. It is still a from software game. You will still feel underpowered no <laughs> yes. matter what you're doing. Yeah, but to at least know I'll have more <laughs> variety than just heavy attack, light attack is yeah. is definitely exciting. Like I just got bored <laughs> like attacking the same enemies with the same combos. Constantly dodge heavy attack, light attack, or whatever. Yeah, you you um, you know you'll still probably build into something specific. Like I'm doing magic and decks at the moment because it's they they kind of go together. So I have like a staff that just shoots out magic, but I also have like the katana. I think is the best dex weapon I have at this point. So I'm just slashing okay. people up with that. But yeah, there's you can do. There's a lot more opportunity I think for diversifying your weapons and figuring out what you want to build into. Um, but, and I, I, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to praise for this game before I have to get into the, sadly, some of the issues that I've been having and especially I think Lockie's been having. Um, hmm. I don't know. We'll get there. Yeah. The, the game, when it's not having these issues, looks very pretty. Like, I think, I think it's not Demon Souls, but it was never going to be because Demon Souls isn't an open world, but like... It's still, it's still like I think it's a leap above like what we had with uh, Bloodborne and some of the other uh, from software titles from the PS4 era. Ella. Yeah. So it, it's definitely an improvement. 
But I guess that does lead that does lead directly into the next problem, which is so I'm playing on PS5, which is apparently not the worst way to play it, but it's still not optimal. Apparently playing on PS4 through the PS5 is the most optimal way to play. Don't ask wow. me how. Apparently that's the only wow. way you can get locked FPS of like 60. Apparently. Wow. Holy shit. So okay. I'm playing yeah. on I'm still playing on improved frame rate because i tried improved visuals and it's like well the game looks pretty but the game's running at like 30 so no yeah not worth it not worth (laughs) but even with um even with the frame rate mode i've still got drops down to like 40 i think frames or 45 and it's noticeable in really the big open areas when you're in like a castle where you're like fighting the same group of enemies and you're not really looking out at the expanse of the world you'll usually get about a solid 60 so the game runs very nicely there but if you're like traveling along the fields and looking out at the wide expanse you'll notice two things insane pop-in and like frame rate drops galore like i was looking out at a field and the grass hadn't loaded in yet and it just went like for for oh. a, and not just like a little area i'm talking like an entire mountain of grass just like popped in and i was like oh jeez <laughs> so oh it's disappointing yeah i i don't know who these people i don't know what pcs people are running these 10 out of 10 perfect scores on but they must be very good because okay. yeah on the ps5 yeah, it just it it can't run that, and I I still think it's an amazing game. It's still probably like an eight point five, prob- more likely a nine out of ten from me. Um, mm. But with that said, yeah, the performance issues can't be denied, and I think that they, in certain situations, they do kind of hampen, uh, sorry, uh, um, dampen the enjoyment I'm having with the game, where I have to go. Ah, okay. uh, yeah, we're kind of a. Ah, uh, yes, I remember okay. Bloodborne on the PS4. Uh, can't run this uh, shit optimally, even on the thing it was... Well, not the thing it was designed for, but y- yeah, like, not even like... Bloodborne, yeah, was designed for the PS4. Yeah, so no, yeah. Bloodborne optimally. still doesn't yeah. run optimally. I played it, like, a few yeah. months back. It's still... Far out. Now, so, now, so, Lockie, you've got yourself a 3080, so surely mm-hmm. you've had no problems at all. It's run completely so, smoothly, right? So my 3080 is, um, so just small caveat there, mine's the 3080 mobile version, so it's for the laptop, and the 3080 mobile difference between those two is potentially like even an up to 40% graphical disparity. Um, okay. Although, to be honest, I found I've been able to run 4K at 60 frames per second and max graphics for most games I've thrown at it. Um, mm. Total Warhammer 3 was sort of the first where it's starting to chug along at that 40 to 45. Um, this game... Yeah, this game there's a lot of issues in the PC version. So, um the all those all those frame rate drops that you were talking about earlier Anthony, it's only worse on the PC. Um uh it's the same same experience in the with the interior exploration and combat. So when you're in your dungeons and stuff, it's going to be stable 60 frames per second, but as soon as you're out in that open world, um you'll get serious frame drops at certain points. So if you're just the more visually that you're seeing further away, the more the frames will drop. Um, but also oh. when really detailed boss mm. boss um, models are loaded in really quickly. So one of the first bosses that you encounter in the open world drops from the sky. 
um spoilers um i just had a huge spike in frame rate drops mm. and it it it, uh. it fixes itself up pretty quickly so the game stabilizes very quickly but it's just when it happens it's just a really sort of disappointing moment and to be honest um it i was thinking I was thinking in terms of the graphical capabilities, the game already locks itself at 60 frames per second on the PC, so you can't go any higher than that, which means that you've actually got a lot of graphical performance left on the table that you're not using because the game wants you to experience it in 60 frames per second. So for it to already have performance on the table and to be getting significant drops beneath that was very surprising to me. I was expecting, okay, all right, fair enough. They decided to lock it at 60 frames per second, so it's not, uh, you know, so no one gets serious frame drops. But you're getting them at the same time, which is very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. so I think uh, my conclusion on that is that there's just optimization issues. So I reckon um, particularly, particularly <clears throat> my takeaway from playing this game is this game was not designed for PC in mind initially. Mm. It was designed to be playable on the PlayStation and every other game sort of, every other console it's been ported to is is that it's a port yeah. and the backing for that is that the pc gets the frame drop issues and it's locked at a not a it's locked at 60 frames per second which is really strange for pcs um if you have powerful enough graphics to run it on a on a higher frame rate it's always visually much more appealing um yeah. but on top of that um i'm trying to play this game on my xbox controller through my pc and that there's so many fucking issues that pop up with trying to use keyboard mouse and trying to set up controller that's not PlayStation for this game. I, I got to say, it's driving me up the fucking wall at the moment and I don't have a solution to it yet. So I'll keep you guys posted there. But takeaway, this was made for PlayStation. This was not okay. made for anything else. Well, look, I have a bit of an explanation with some of the issues here and the reason why there's a bit of a disparity with these 10 out of 10s and, and all these, these these problems, especially people have been having on PC. Apparently, the, the day one patch so introduced these issues. So people's <laughs> review copies... We're wow. better off than the day one patch. So oh, people okay. like uh, yeah. ACG, who I, I've been following their reviews for for years now, very very reputable, very very honest. And yeah, he said his his review copy sweet. Then after the patch, and he's had all the exact same issues, and he can't figure oh. out how to fix it either. Um, so I guess that's where that disparity is coming there. Apparently, before that patch, PC was the best way to play it. Apparently, you know what, you weren't having those frame rate issues. It was nearly wow. seamless, but they said they still had a slight bit of stuttering here and there in some some situations. And I saw like they showed footage of it, and it didn't look look very bad. Uh, but yeah, is it one of those situations, Lockie, and, and, mm. and same to you, Anthony, where like I know with from software games, one of the key things is timing. And something like some frame rate stutters can potentially really fuck that up. And have you found that it's like affected combat and gameplay for you? Yes and no. Mm. Um, in the situations where it's really noticeable, yes, mm. I've had. I haven't died. I think I wouldn't say because that's the. Thing, I don't want to blame the game for me just probably not being good at it. Um, <laughs> the game's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's your fault. The game was made bad. Um, but there have been times where I'm like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure I dodged out of the way there, but the game didn't register it in time, or the frame drops made it seem like I wasn't there, so I got hit, which is fine. Um, again, okay. I've played Bloodborne. I'm used to this. But it is, I guess, it's more disappointing 
that as as uh, as Lockie's uh, Lockie's mentioned, if it's going to be locked at sixty on PC, or if I'm selecting improved frame rate on PS Five or something, I would it, it should be locked at sixty. I don't think that's a huge ask anymore <laughs> to mm. say can your game just run at sixty, especially on the PS Five. Mm. But I guess. That is too much of an ask. Oh, God. Wasn't 4- 4K 60 was a fucking lie, yes. Lockie? You were so right. There's no 4K 60 at all on PS5. No. I have not played a single game yeah. on visual mode. It, it, it's, yeah. it's just, I, I, can't, I can't do I it. I do it. It, it's it, can't like- run, it can't run native 4K, and first of all, and even second of all, it can't even run upscaling software yeah. like DLSS. Yeah. Um, at up to 4K, so it spits it out in the lower res, which is like the 2560 by yeah. 140, uh, yeah. 114, yeah. Um, But just one thing, just one thing on the PC version. So I was really curious to see. Okay, I'm playing. I'm with those frame drops because I was really surprised to see it's running at. A, I'm already being uh, limited by the 60 frames per second, and to see significant drops is weird. But um, so I thought, okay, I'm playing this on a 4K TV at the moment. Maybe if I run it in 2K, mm. uh, I shouldn't be getting any of these issues because that's a graphical limitation. Nope, I'm still getting these issues. Yep. So it's not a graphical... It's something to do with their coding and optimization because um, it's not a graphical limitation thing, and I can't explain it. I have one suspicion that that might come into play, and and this might also help to explain why, we, why users had a smoother experience with... Um, uh, you know, the critics had a smoother experience with, you know, pre-day one pa- uh, versions of the game, is that um, there's a whole bunch of anti-cheat software built into the game. Mm. Um, so all the networking... I reckon all the networking uh, and anti-cheat Denuvo! software... It's not a Denuvo game. Uh, I don't know if it's Denuvo or not. I don't think it is, but um, I reckon it's <laughs> the, the software they... Yeah, I reckon yeah, it's I all the be. software that they built into the game to make it... Um, to prevent, like, cheating and, you know, all the illegal shit from going on. In the background, that's causing all those weird performance shit. Yeah. I scared Archie yelling about Denuvo. He, like, jumped <laughs> off the bed, and now he's, like, looking at me yeah. for reassurance. It's it's yeah. okay, this Archie. Denuvo's not going to get you. This is no explanation for it. I think it's a little a column A, little a column B. I think it's poorly optimized. And when I say poorly, it's still decently optimized. Yeah. It's not an unplayable game. So none of these problems are game breakers. They're just noticeable. Yeah. Um, and and they really shouldn't be there if you're running on on you know relatively current current decent hardware. Um, so I reckon they'll get it mostly fixed up, but I think that that's what's going on. Yeah, and and, and that's the, that's the same thing where it's like I don't think I've had. Thankfully, the PS5 experience hasn't been as bad as PC, so I haven't had anything yeah. that's like ruined the game for me. Like I'm still yeah. really enjoying my time with it. I know I haven't just thrown out the controller and gone, "Yeah, this is fucked," like I have with Total Warhammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've I've still played. Good job, Archie. <laughs> I've still played um, <laughs> about eleven to twelve hours. I think I got up to when I last checked. So yeah, yeah I'm not in. I'm not well into the game, but I've pl- I've played a decent amount for like the first weekend. Um. For me, anyway, I usually can't get more than five hours out of a first weekend in a game. But no, like, I've really enjoyed my time with it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I can't wait to see, like, what else the game can offer, because I'm seeing shit where I'm like, I feel like eventually I'm going to be able to do something with this, so I want to see where that when that happens. Where, like, yeah. there's a lot of spells I haven't learned yet from this... Um, no, I won't spoil it, because it's actually... I don't know if that's a spoiler for it, but someone gives you, like, spells, and some of them I'm like holy shit, what does that do, like, late game? Like, how will that change my style of, like, 
fighting mm. and stuff. So it'll be very interesting yep. to see like what I get later, further on in the game. Look, there's been a lot of talk about this being the most approachable from software game thus far. But then we've had a, a message exchange from Aaron, <laughs> a regular guest on the show, and he seems to think otherwise. Uh, <laughs> How he, do you guys Aaron, feel about that, Aaron that is, assessment? Aaron is, Aaron is not... Here's the thing. Let's put it into context. Aaron is not a game. Uh, is not the type of gamer that likes being challenged. Mm. Um, he doesn't like games that are hard, <laughs> that are too hard. He doesn't like games that... Um, that, you know, have particularly difficult puzzles in them or need you to, you know, really think or learn or grow. Um, he like, he, he, he says it himself. He likes games where he doesn't have to think and that aren't stressful. And that to me, I'm a very different type of gamer. I like to be challenged with games. I find games that aren't stressful. Like some of them are, if there's enough variety to them and you can do like optimal planning and strategizing around them, like good RNG based games, mm. then I'm into it. But if there's nothing to really grab onto, that makes your brain go, Hmm, how do I do X, Y, Z and make, think about this? How do I do it better? Then it's not a very engaging game from my standpoint. So that's where we differ in consumer bases. And he, ke- he fucking bought Sekiro, which is like notoriously the hardest game that from software ever yep. made. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not designed for casuals and he bought it with the mindset thinking that this will be the best entry game into the dark souls franchise i fucking told him not to get it i said maybe get dark souls remastered first oh, and it. see how it yeah. goes because it's yeah because it's a really hard game and that's a really nice game and this is the best way to sort of start off anyway and he fucking gets sekiro and then like a, a day later he's like yeah no sekiro too hard and i'm like no shit no shit so yeah. um so like he's yeah so um Aaron's great, and yeah, Aaron's great, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the world should not really take give much stock into his views on these type of games because they're not made for him. Um, it's in the same way that I'm not the best person to review Animal Crossing. Mm. Um, don't listen to my review on Animal Crossing. I will tear it to shreds because the game was not designed for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, but what I will say now, now going into it with my review from someone who loves Dark Souls and loves former <laughs> From Software franchise games, Straight off the bat, graphics is slightly not as good as Demon's Souls, which I thought was noticeable, but, you know, not not game-breaking. Not like it's it's not end-of-the-world stuff. It was just a little bit of a, ah, oh, bugger, they weren't able to get quite up there. But I was kind of expecting that for an open-world game. The game is much more ambitious in design than it was from a pure remake standpoint. So, fair enough. And hopefully they'll get nicer-looking games in the future. But this game is basically the culmination of all of the greatest mechanics that work in that game and then some mm-hmm. in all of their franchises together so as you were saying before zach they took away their learnings from sekiro with the jumping mechanics and the the more fluid movement around the environments they fucking gave and then and then some they gave us a double jump on this amazing steed that we can summon into the world and explore this beautifully open crafted really exciting to explore world um with ease yeah. to just dash through it if we want to and it gives us endless amount of creativity and 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 options in how we want to take tackle the game some ways are are infinitely easier than others um if you go through it the proper traditional dark souls approach you're going to get your ass kicked every time um so i'm i'm cutting corners and i'm loving it i'm not I'm not feeling like I'm playing the game on easy mode, but, you know, sometimes I decide to. And it's the type of game where it's designed in such a way where you get to choose how hard you want the game to be for yourself at any given time. And it's basically, it's the limitations of your own imagination, Yep, which is amazing. I've never seen in recent 
times, a game more well-designed that doesn't need a difficulty slider on that alone. But it's baseline. It's still a fucking hard game. Yes. <laughs> so if you don't like being challenged in any way, then don't get this game. Yeah. Get fucking Snake mm, or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, look, I've heard from some reviews that if you do a ton of the side stuff and spend a lot of time exploring, that if you get into the later stuff, you can one-hit some bosses and something like that for like a pleb like me, it just finds Dark Souls and, and the Souls games just a little bit too brutal. Uh, I, it definitely entices me to hear that it's, it's the most impro- approachable one. I'm definitely going to give it a crack, but there's just so mm. much coming out. I want to play at the moment. Yeah. It's going to be something that I leave to a bit later on. I think. No, I, I uh, yeah, I, I agree that I I think it is more approachable because I think it just gives you a lot of again. I think it gives you a lot of tools and options. I still wouldn't. Mm. I still wouldn't give this to like certain friends of mine who I'm like, I know it's like no. this is not going to work because you just will yeah. not. There are certain things where if you it, don't, if they don't click yeah. for you. If you don't, if they don't go, oh yeah, right, that's what I'm supposed to do. It won't work. Mm. Like you can't just train. It, it, the game doesn't like train yeah. you to be good at this kind of game. It, it's kind no. of just it gives you a hand of like, hey, have you tried this? This could work. Like there's a we didn't talk about it, but it's one of my other favorite mechanics. There again, they made magic so much more useful in this fucking game. Mm. Um, yeah. There's another thing. You yeah, they get, have. There's another thing you get, and you can actually miss it. I think if you don't go back and talk to this person. There's like this little witch girl um, who reminds me of someone from Berserk. Very very, uh, Miyazaki, just always with the Berserk references. But she gives you this this item where she's like, hey, use this. It'll help you in your quest or whatever. And what it is, what it is, um, you can summon spectral assistants. So the first one you get is like a set of free wolves. And they're great for certain encounters where if you've got a fuck ton of people coming at you, you're like, uh, free wolves, go out and attack them. And that way it kind of disperses the the focus from you. But there's another one you get later Mm -hmm. on that that I like to use as well, which is like a giant jellyfish, which is... It's a it's an attack sponge, so it's good against one on one fights, but it also like spits poison at the enemy, so it'll slowly eat away at their health over time. So yeah, that's like another mechanic which I think is very helpful for new people who are like, ah, uh, mm. there's too much fucking shit going on at once. It's like, well, so if you're not going to use your magic properly, or if you don't feel like using your magic, waste some of it or spend some of it on the assistant, and that'll help you clear this area because it removes some of the difficulty. And mm-hmm. I think that's what people mean when they say approachable is it's giving you a lot of tools that can make everything seem a lot easier than it actually is. There have definitely been bosses where I just threw the wolves at them and basically shot like two spells and I won because like the boss can't, <laughs> okay. the boss is meant to be one-on-one. So when I throw the wolves at them, they're like, oh, fuck, can't move. And it's like, spam, spam, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I reckon if you're... If you've played any Dark Souls game and you're like, yeah, no, this isn't the game for me. Like, you you don't like the combat mechanics. You don't like any of that. Uh, then, no, this game won't change your mind. It's still a Dark Souls jeans game. And they're not, they're not removing that. It's just Dark Souls with a jump button. And it's fucking great. <laughs> if, you, if you love Dark Souls, it's like, oh, my God, they've just added these things that... That would have been nice to have in the original game, but but we were able to get by without them because it was unique for its time, but they've just added them and it feels like this fresh, mind-blowing new thing. <laughs> it but it and it's quite funny because that's all they needed to do, and they've done it really fucking well. 
I just I, I don't think this is the type of game that will be um you know bringing people over from if I, oh I don't like Dark Souls because it's too hard mm. you know it's really it's really grim it's really I don't like the horror setting it's really stressful well guess what this is got this is horror setting yeah. all over it very eldritch it's a beautiful depressing world yes. um it's mm. not a beautiful brightly colored wonderful world that you're trotting through you're trotting through a world that's that's um your you know some mythical age of ruin which is like all of those games so if that's not your your mm. bag don't get this game it's yeah. just not for you it's for people that actually like games <laughs> <laughs> got them <laughs> like fucking stick with animal crossing or some oh, shit oh damn any final thoughts uh, from either of you on elden ring I'm hoping that the I'm hoping that the patches come through and this game can get a bit more optimized. But otherwise, mm. yeah, this is still probably looking to be like my game of the year because <laughs> it's it's really yeah. fucking good. Okay. Nice. Oh, and for me, just to put things into context, I think I've only really sunk about four hours into this game, so pretty fucking glowing from my experience so far. I feel mm. like this is. Um, not a hundred percent up to Skyrim levels, no. but this is the first thing that I've seen almost at that Skyrim level, um, since the Witcher three. Mm. Um, and, and okay. so that's the best that I can say about it. The game is definitely the best dark souls game I've ever played, which is oh, awesome. Shit. I think it, um, I'm really Dang. keen to, I haven't been able to test out its multiplayer stuff, but no. I reckon this is the, I reckon this is the game to be playing with your friends to, yeah. for world traversal. I reckon it'd be so much fun, but unfortunately me being a dumb, dumb picked up the PC version. Zach picked the PlayStation version. I think Aaron picked up the Xbox version. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if we'll be able to work co-op into the mix, but, and I think I might even have to pick up the PlayStation version just so I can get that smooth frame rate and play with you, Zach. Cause, um, I reckon this game's amazing for being able to just pick up with your friend and explore, which is, it's been a long okay. time since we've had a really high quality co-op sort of mm. game. Um, yeah. I wonder how that this game seems like. Though. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be a nightmare, but still it'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, we, we need more co-op games and, and a good co-op game. I'm happy to take any sort of hit that comes with it performance wise. So you can play with mates. Cause yeah. We need more of that stuff back in the world. Uh, yeah, it'll yeah. be fun. I didn't realize so you can play through the entire thing with a co-op partner, probably, or like from a certain point onwards. Or something. I think there are certain zones you can't, but for most of it, yeah, pretty much you can. Yeah, there's like oh, um, that's awesome. Which is, which is a pretty common thing in Souls games, although not as again yeah. they've expanded it much more in this one. They like like mm. in the after you've done the tutorial bit, which is actually that's another fun thing. The tutorial bit is the only part you can play before the game installs. But because the game installed so fast, I basically only had to wait like 10 seconds before the thing was ready. So I was like, oh, cool. I can just go straight mm. into it. The benefits of getting the actual PS5 version. Yes. Um, it didn't <laughs> yeah. take... It, Unlike what I did with Horizon. And what I did with King of Fighters. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was... But then like, yeah, they, they, they give you like five items at once, which is like summon your friends, summon an enemy, like send away your friends and enemies it's like th there's these are kind of expected in uh your dark souls but it's good to know that they're like yeah but now you have all of this shit to explore with your friends so go have fun kind mm. of thing yeah have a yeah and very few games are really like that where like yeah there's so much variety and so much to the world at least from this standpoint i've i've put in four hours and i feel like the map i've only explored 
maybe 5% of what this open world has to offer. Yeah, there's so much shit. Oh, it's really fun, but there's so much. It's like, oh my god. There's so much. I reckon I reckon this game, to clear everything... Zach, for you to get your precious trophies on this one, I think you'll <laughs> it'll take, Fuck like, that. fucking over 100 hours. I, I can't see myself going for a platinum in a in a Souls game. I'm yeah, sure it, there'd be a trophy in there that is just nightmare-inducing, and, yeah. and nah, yeah, it's, the, it's probably it's not going to happen. Yeah, don't platinum this one. This isn't a platinum game. This is just enjoy. Go in the direction that you want to go in and just experience what the world has mm. to offer because the game has a narrative for whatever direction you move in. Um, uh. So everything that Anthony was describing from his experience, I must have went in a really different fucking direction because I had nothing of that that, i'm helping out this exactly dude recover a castle he's offered me this knighthood thing i've turned him away because he kind of seems like a fuckwit and i'm worried if i commit to him that might yeah that (laughs) might mean something and so that's what i'm really worried about but i don't want to i don't want to go here's the other thing about this game if in my opinion this is the perfect exploration game don't let don't watch let's plays just explore it at your own pace and have your own experience because this very few games have that true opportunity to allow you to do that and i think you'd be doing yourself a disservice in playing a game by saying oh yep this is the optimal guide this is how you can win pvp straight off the bat you can do that after a while but like just just experience it from a an explorer adventure standpoint yeah. this is a true adventure i think this could be- potentially be my next uh uh co-op game after i'm finally done with tiny tina's so yeah shout out to you hunter keen on that have to get the wallet out again for another game oh yes (laughs) so i can play it online um now just just briefly uh i just want to quickly just have a quick update on horizon forbidden west because i am absolutely balls deep in it now i won't talk on it long because i do want to get onto more of what you've been playing yeah and also who cares elden ring came out what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i i i It's so that sick. happened. It yeah, happened. That, that happened with yeah, Zero sorry. Dawn. Yeah. Breath of the Wild came out, and it was like, what, "Who the no, fuck cares oh, about really? Zero Dawn? Breath of the Wild exists." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! That's so crazy. <laughs> Fucking bullshit! <laughs> it sucked. And you know what? It, and, uh, now that I've played more, like I, I was already enjoying it last time, but, but my god, it is just—it is everything that you want out of a sequel like one of one of the locations plain song it's like one of the early locations that you discover is one of the coolest looking locations i've ever seen in a video game was and oh the the, the way you it's introduced to you oh, I, I was just my, i was breathtaking it was fucking amazing i haven't had a game that's that's just that's really just taken me over this much since like oh god i was enthralled with ratchet and clank but this this is just on another level altogether um yeah uh, horizon forbidden west has just been so much fun i've I've, i'm like i'm about 50 hours in now so that gives you an idea of how much time i've spent playing this game i've really just sunk some hours into it like dying light is just non-existent now and and it's it's just been a absolute pleasure every single second of it uh, there, there's a lot of side quests in this one, so I'd recommend anyone who's playing through it. You will miss some pretty significant locations and some really mm. cool stuff uh, by not doing the side quest. So I definitely recommend to at least do the side quest if you d- don't want to do all that stuff. But they're they're all really interesting anyway. I'm noticing mm. that some of them are have got a bit of a formula to them now that I'm really really deep into the game it seems there will be lots of times where you'll turn up somewhere and some resource is having a problem and you got to go fix the problem with the resource and you know hilarity ensues 
but for the most part, everything's like really well voice acted. All the characters have a lot of character to them. And I've, I've found myself way more fascinated with the narrative than I, I was in the first one. They go really just absolutely hardcore with like high concept sci-fi uh, and it was the aspect of the game that I liked the least in the first one, but it's what's making me love the second one so much more, which is weird to say. Um, but cool. even in saying that, like, not only is all the sci-fi stuff really cool, all the, uh, stuff to do with all the different tribes, all the, all the politics going on there is all fascinating as well. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't praise Horizon Forbidden West more. I'm like, unless Elden Ring absolutely blows my tits off. This would definitely be a game of the year for me. So yeah, bloody well, get amongst Well, my it. my question my question to you to pose back to you is yeah, it can do all of that, but does it have in the open world a goat? If you attack one of them, the rest will flee away in terror by rolling by rolling forward like Gorons from um Zelda. They do have goats, and they will flee in terror if you hunt them, but no, they don't roll around. That yeah, do you have Goron goats? <laughs> the first time I saw that, I laughed. I was like, holy shit, that's yep. fucking great. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's where, that's, that's where I went, oh, I see, that, that's why it got 10 out of 10. That's, in, that's the best thing I've ever seen ever from anything. <laughs> look at it. Uh, look, I, I should so mention, fucking amazing. actually, I... I'd be. Yeah. I'm. I'm no Sony pony. Uh, look, I am. Who am I kidding? Yes, but, you like, are. There, there is. Yeah. There is bugs uh, <laughs> in in Horizon Forbidden West. It's definitely not on the level of like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, but I've had a couple of points where you know. Uh, you might be talking to an NPC and their weapon will be floating like a foot away from them uh, or like, you know, like slight physics issues, like a slight judder when when uh, uh, Aloy will jump onto a ladder or something like that. But f- for the most part, it's felt incredibly polished. But yeah, there's just a few, I've noticed a few little little bugs here or there that I'm sure will get patched out. But, yeah. so just Well, be, like be her right. hair, hair at certain points just goes batshit crazy. Yes. Her hair does, the physics on her hair is a bit much, yeah. I think. Like, just Every like now. She, and again she turns her yeah. head and like her hair's like going, whoosh, it's it's a it's a bit crazy but i think that's more just like how they've coded <laughs> like it like fucking like... medusa it's like snake <laughs> snake tendrils in certain scenes and there's nothing wrong about that i love i love game bugs that are actually funny because funny, yeah. they enhance if anything they enhance the experience of the game to me yeah Look, i, I um, think it was a yeah, design I, choice yeah. more than anything it's not like wwe levels where like a hair's just like fucking spidering out yeah like crazy but like definitely <laughs> it does move in a slightly unrealistic fashion uh, yeah. but yeah just uh, look I, I don't know in the new one i've only noticed that playing it on the pc in the um in yeah. the original oh, one yeah, but i'm yeah. still i'm still playing through that and it's a great game oh yeah i a gorgeous game yeah, yeah, I finished. I, anyway. I that's an. I guess that's another thing I've been playing. I finished up Horizon Zero Dawn, the first game. Uh, really liked yeah. it. <laughs> it was good. So yeah. Okay, but the thing I want to hear you talk good about day. right now is I know you you're a fighting mm. game fan. Mm. You did mention just then you've been playing some King of Fighters. Would that be King of Fighters fifteen? Yeah, King of Fighters fifteen. Um, the, it's um uh, it's an entry in a franchise I'm not too familiar with. I played one okay. of the games in the past. Uh, it's, I really like it though. For a fighting game, uh, it's got a lot of things about it that I like. It's got good, um, mechanics for like, uh, veteran players. So there's a lot of like stuff where it's like, oh, you'll just know this because you've been playing the games for like 30 years or whatever. Uh, but there's other Mm. stuff that's like very good where it's clearly beginner friendly and they're trying to like appeal to like the mass audience. And 
the the best thing I could say about the game more than anything, which is weird to say, is the online is some of the best online for a fighting game I've ever played. I thought Guilty Gears was really good. This, I don't think I've had a single latency drop, a single issue with it at all. So online play has been a fucking breeze, which thank God. On Australian internet, that is truly an achievement. Like I, yeah, yeah, no, I haven't had any major drops or issues or anything. Maybe if I keep Mm. playing, there'll be more issues further down, but nothing at the moment. But the game's very good. If you're a fighting game fan, you've, You've probably already picked it up, but if you haven't, uh, I recommend it. I would also recommend. Oh fuck! I'm watching footage right now with the women. Oh like, yes, can... this game is. They're so slow. This game is well. Like... In fairness, in fairness, I think some of the men are also very, very horny. Uh, I I said this, uh, this yeah. game is so horny. It's not funny. Okay, <laughs> is, is it so like horny. dead or alive levels where? Uh, not dead or alive, but it's still pretty horny. W- women are in G-strings that don't exist. Yes. <laughs> like, like there is a difference. I'm not seeing any guy get to that no, level. No, none, none of them are yeah. in the... None of them are in uh, Angel's outfit. I think it's Angel. She has... For, for context, uh, Zach, you probably haven't seen it. It's literally just a G-string and then part of her pants. Like, not all of her pants. Part of the pants are held up by, like, a belt buckle on either side. So she has, like... Her thighs are entirely open for the world to see. So she's ba- basically just wearing a piece of string entirely over it. Pretty, okay. pretty much. And it's well, some of them I'm not even sure they're on. string. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> am I sl- and am I slut shaming? Am I being a bigot? No. Hey, no. If that's how yeah. they choose to dress, that's that's good yeah. on them. And look, to be honest, I, I yeah. don't really have am a problem I- with. That's true. I'm being bigoted. I need to open those my mind. male character it's, designers it- worked very hard on how those women should dress. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Is that the males like they, you know, they might not be wearing a shirt, but at least, but they got pants on. Like, yeah, then, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is very much a male gaze type game. I don't think there's anything wrong with having like, I don't you know, na- nude characters in games. Like, who gives a shit? We can do it in movies. Why the fuck can't we have it in games as well too? Have all the physics you want as well. I totally agree. But you're right. There needs to be for the for the fellas as well as the ladies. Like we need dick physics, as we talked about before. It all comes around full circle. We want to see those dicks going full circle, doing the windmill. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but oh, dear. but no, it is a good game. Um, I will say, warning for anyone, because most people will probably pick this up on PlayStation. It runs the worst on PlayStation. Pick it up on oh, PC. Oh, no. what the fuck? It runs... It runs... <laughs> so... So get so Elden Ring on PlayStation, get Street Fighter... Is this Street Fighter? No, King, King of, of Fighters. King of Fighters. Oh, they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> King of Fighters for, um... <laughs> so... It's not, like... It's not unplayable. It's just one of those things where if you give a shit about fighting games, it'll be like... Several seconds, sorry, several seconds. Jesus, that would be actually awful. Several milliseconds of <laughs> mm. delay, and there's it, yeah. on PS5. I think it runs the worst of any of them. It's like seven or eight extra milliseconds of delay on top of whatever you've already got. So for a fighting game, that's a big fucking deal. You can't have that much delay. So yeah, sadly, it doesn't run amazing on PlayStation. However, if you're just playing with friends like I often do, or you're just playing online matches, you probably won't notice it as much. And this game has a lot of characters you can try out and a lot of fun mechanics to mess around with. So if you're interested in a fighting game, uh, I recommend this one. Mm. It's got a lot of stuff you can work with and it'll be 
Hopefully the player base doesn't die out like every other fucking fighting game I play. Um, <laughs> so this game gets 14 fighters out of 15 kings. Okay, wow, that's a that's a fucking decent score. So you obviously really enjoyed this one. It is, man. It's it, quite good. <laughs> it is such a good time to be a gamer right now. Like you like your open world action RPGs. You're all sorted. You like your fighting games. You're all sorted. You like your Pokemon games. You're all sorted. This is, uh, as far as I can remember, looking back, this is probably my favorite. Uh, or my most hype Q1 <laughs> I've ever seen. Like usually you get pretty lots of games coming out towards the end of the year, but now this this Q1 has just mm. been absolutely insane, and it's just it's going through right up to the end of March as well too. We're just getting more and more games coming out. It's yeah. a stacked oh, year. I know. I'm not going to be able to finish a single game. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be moving from no. game to game at this point and spoil for choice. Mm. Oh, uh, that. I'm super excited about that triangle strategy mm. game on the um oh, fuck terrible yeah. name. It was like Bravely Triangle or something. Yeah, awful name. I think it's just called Triangle Strategy now, isn't it? Or yeah, something like that. But I think yeah. initially yeah. it was called oh. Bravely Triangle. I think because it was meant to be from oh, the Bravely I... Default series or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just yeah, what an awful name. Yeah, it is called Triangle Strategy. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It's better than Bravely Triangle, though, i got to yes. say. That just sounds like two uh, random words shoved together. The Brave Triangle. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I'll re- I reckon I'll have Horizon Forbidden West done by next week, so I'll have all my final thoughts and review score to give on that. Then I'm going to get back to Dying Light 2 and <laughs> hopefully get that finished before Tiny Tina's comes out. Jesus. Oh, there's just so much, so much games yeah. going on right now. I haven't, I haven't got a Zach, platinum in a few Zach. weeks now. Like I'm starting to get a bit of Zach, a Zach, don't, don't make commit. Don't make him. Be kind on yourself. Don't make commitments to finish games. Just play what you want to play and enjoy it and rate it and move on. Oh, because oh, that's what yeah. that's all anyone else can do at the moment. Because yeah. we have so many games to get through. Yeah. Oh man, if I was trying to finish the games, I would have finished Dying Light Two before Horizon Forbidden West. But nope, I've been taking my time with Horizon, and oh god, there's just so much there. I can't wait to give my final thoughts on it. I'd love to do a spoiler episode on it as well too, but. Mm. Oh, there was so much in that episode and it was fantastic. I had so much fun. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us on the show once again. God, I think this is your this is your third time on the show, isn't it? Uh yeah, third time I think. And as always, thank you guys for having me. As I said as, as I said up front, I really love coming on these episodes and talking to you guys about stuff. It's fun to just I don't know, talk about games that I've been playing and yeah, just other news. Oh, absolutely. I have an absolute blast and I'm looking forward to having a blast when I pop by on the What Do You Think About This podcast. But for our audience, can you please remind them once again where they can find it and everything you guys do? So, yep, as mentioned as mentioned up front as well, check out Anchor. That'll have all our all, all the links to my uh, podcast with Jaden. But also, I think if you just look up Spotify and Apple, we should be available on all those. So should be easy enough to find. And hopefully, yeah, you come around, give a listen and like it. Ooh. And that's Jaden Smith, yes? Yes. Yes. But but, yeah. but he okay, prefers cool. to just be called Jaden now, so I have to call him that. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah but, but it, yeah, okay, that's awesome. It'd be good to know what Jaden thinks about all of these, uh, these games coming out. Just don't ask him about After Earth. It's a sensitive topic, and uh, just, <laughs> just not like to, to have it brought up. 
now, I, I, speaking of plugs, I totally forgot to mention last week, and I did mention it the week before, that, yeah, I'm streaming now. So if you want to see what my mug looks like and, and come and chat about some games while I play them, I'm currently streaming Horizon Forbidden West because I couldn't possibly bear to play anything else for two hours. I feel like it'd just be a complete waste of my time. I'm loving this game so much. Um, I am getting quite late into the game now, so be warned if you do join in on Twitch this week, there will be spoilers. But yeah, 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Come join in on the fun. It is a great time. And if you enjoy news to reviews, please give us a follow on the so all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter's the best place to keep track of everything that we are doing. And our Twitter handle is at news to reviews. That's with a number two instead of the word two. Lockie, do you have any final words of wisdom for our wonderful listeners today? Yeah. Elden Ring at this point in time might be the best Dark Souls game ever made. 7 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I was going to say that that'd be a perfect classic IGN review, but <laughs> <laughs> IGN it did actually give it a 10 out of 10. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Everyone out there, maybe wait for an Elden Ring patch <laughs> on PC. <laughs> and also, take care of yourselves and take care of one another. Um, PSA, it's okay for me to make jokes about this because I'm circumcised. <laughs> so don't, so don't culture, so don't culturally at me. And go, yeah. oh, oh, you're, oh, you're thinly veiled shitting on a culture. No, no, it's just that's really common in Australia. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's like the N word. I don't think it works that way. I, I know. I'm just anticipating. You know that that annoying. You know, those people that are on Twitter that just are uh, looking for a fight. Oh. You know, oh. they're just looking for... So like, it doesn't matter what. They're just looking for something to go, Oh, that's... Uh! You know. <laughs> I'm circumcised and I take that very personally. You're right. The circumcised community is definitely a very... Testy one. Woo! Oh, I just think it's really positive representation. Um and oh. and I think it's a great decision from their um from their team. I, I for one applaud it. I think it's a superior dick design to be honest anyway. Um so you know I just, just I disagree. Hashtag not my Ryu. <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully they um, hopefully they address these concerns and they install like you know some sort of customizable options around the dick design. We don't just want dick physics; we want dick skin physics. We want to see that little bit of skin flapping around as well.